Just like college football this week, we are back, baby, for another wonderful episode of Pudgy in the Fridge. Me, me, I am Pudgy, a.k.a. Zach, and with me, the most sensational podcast partner I've ever had. I mean, I got a it's tough competition out there for that. I know. One, so I know. You got the fridge. <laughs> and we be back and uh and guess what? Guess what? There's football this week. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to college. Don't yep. worry about preseason. <laughs> so we are we are going over our final um or sorry, we're going to start doing picks this week for week 0. And we're actually going to start off there. Um so there is a total of 5 games this weekend. Um, we're going to skip the most important one, obviously, because that'll be the end. Um, so starting off at one o'clock central at, on CBS Sports Network, you have University of Connecticut traveling to Fresno State. Fresno State is favored by 27 and a half. Spencer, who you picking? 27, huh? Um... I'll take the Bulldogs, and they cover because it's UConn. Okay. I am picking Fresno State to cover as well. Yay. Stupid CBS Sports Network. Why is it stupid? Because nobody has access to it unless you go to a bar you pay extra. It's yeah, dumb. true. Um, next up, Hawaii and UCLA. Um. I want an ESPN. UCLA, yep, you on ESPN at 2.30, mm-hmm. um, and UCLA is favored by 18 even. Hmm. 18. I'll go with UCLA, but I do not think they cover. Okay. I'm going to go with UCLA as well, but I think Hawaii covers the 18. Yeah, let's... We're in the same boat. I don't like it. It's <laughs> uh, supposed to work. Yeah. Next up is UTEP and New Mexico State. Um, it is at 8.30 at night. There is no TV, it looks looks like, but it's going to be taking place at Las Cruces, New Mexico. Oh, uh, UTEP is currently on a uh, f- four-game losing streak while... New Mexico State has won three out of the last five. Oh, snap. And it, this is, did they play at home at all last year? New Mexico State? Um, I'm checking. I thought they had the, um, well, New Mexico, didn't it? Yeah, I don't think New Mexico let them play at home at all. So this might be their first home game in a couple of years. Probably. Damn. Um, I'll take the, I'll go with the Aggies at home. Maybe they'll have a, a resurgence to pull it out, pull up the upset. I'm going to go with uh, the Miners of UTEP. You like the Miners? I don't think they cover. <laughs> you like the Miners? Got it. Got it. Next up with one with no line, because it's going to be such a wonderful game, is Southern Utah traveling to CEFCU Stadium uh, <laughs> to play San Jose State. I'm going with San Jose State. You want to go with the team that's got the same nickname as the Bellevue team around here? No. Southern Utah Thunderbirds. I mean, their logo is cooler, so. That's true. Um, San Jose State, of course. Let's let's put our own line on it. What do you want to put? On, what, what do you think the line should be? Want to go thirty-five? Oh, okay. only only twenty. Okay, 20 and a half, I would take, I'd take the over all day on that one. <laughs> uh, 30 and a half. Right. I think, I think that, uh, they still cover it. Okay. Are you, you right. going to take the cover? Are you going to yeah, take? take the cover, why not? Damn. Should've, um, we should bump it up. 
we got we got to we got to put something interesting here. What do you think? Thirty-five? Think they cover thirty-five? No, I think uh, thirty-two and a half. Uh, they would not cover. Okay, well, let's put the line there. You take the no cover. I take the cover. There we go. Okay. Why not? It's, I mean, no one's gonna care about the game except for that at this point. Yeah, true. So now people have something right. to watch. So next up, we'll go ahead and just go over real quick the AP preseason top twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, if you're stupid picture would go away so I can look at You'd it. You love the picture. Right. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, the team that, you know, we both hate, your your favorite, you know, Power 5 team that's not a Power 5 team, Notre Dame. Oh, and then your, you know, the team that you secretly love more than Nebraska with Iowa State. <laughs> no, that's Coastal Carolina. What are you talking about? Uh, oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> um, hey, only one of us has been to their city, okay? Yeah, no, I've been there too, but I was younger. See, you don't remember it, do you? Well, I don't even think they were Division One. Exactly. I don't think they had a football team then. <laughs> Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Um, so, AP top twenty-five number one obviously is no surprise Alabama, um, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State, and Georgia round out the top twenty-five. Um, you got Texas A&M, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, North Carolina rounding out the top ten. Then it is Oregon, Wisconsin, Florida, Miami, and USC for the next fifth, the next five. Then coming in at 16 is LSU, then it's Indiana, Iowa, Penn State, and Washington. Then, weirdly enough, number 21 is Texas, Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, Lafayette, Utah, and Arizona State. So based off of it, obviously, preseason polls don't matter. Um, I think Texas A&M is too high. I think... Um, Wisconsin's too high. I think Indiana's not high enough. I think LSU is obviously too high. Um, uh, I think Iowa's too low. Texas is too high. They shouldn't be ranked. You think Iowa's too low? Um, yeah. I, I could see them being top 16. But obviously, we'll figure out because they play Indiana week one. What about- so. What about Penn State? Is Penn State too high? Yeah, because I, I just – it's it's like the same thing when Nebraska got ranked in the 2019 preseason. Yeah. If you have a crappy previous year, I don't think you should have the preseason. Given it's hard to identify because everybody does theirs differently, mm-hmm. if I would do it, the preseason poll is where I think the teams are currently. I'm not looking at it for long term. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a tough it's a tough gig with ranking. Like, like maybe just start with the top ten preseason. Yeah. Because I mean, at, at that point, does it really matter? Yeah. Like anything below the ten, like it switches around so much. And I mean, the top ten has has its own level of uh, teams dropping and moving around and everything. So. Um, I don't know. It's, Clemson's interesting. I think they they should be at number five. I think Ohio State and Georgia should be higher. Although Ohio State are kind of the same boat. Um, Ohio State they get some love, but I think I think they'll drop fast if they lose. Like, it'd be one of those teams, like, you know, it matches up to, say, of like a Georgia losing to the same caliber team as what, like, what an Iowa State loss could be. Iowa State's probably going to drop two or three more spots. So, mm. they're, uh, that's one, like, right there. Same with Cincinnati. I think, no, like, I think Notre Dame's probably going to jump them early, regardless, because it's, you know, the media loves Notre Dame and, you know, those sucking the dick, so. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Oregon could be interesting. Because Pac-12, like, besides USC, there's not much there. Mm-hmm. But they could just, if they went out, they could just slide up spot by spot. I don't know if they're going to do anything to jump. You know, and they, they could win their big early season game and do that. But I think that'll be close, so. 
They could slide up there, maybe be on the verge of the the playoffs when it gets towards the end of the season. But I don't think they're gonna. I don't. I don't see enough from Oregon just to leapfrog in the top five right away. Uh, Wisconsin's probably gonna stay there because Wisconsin is. They're just gonna do their thing probably. So. Um, I think Arizona State's gonna move up pretty quick. I think they're going to show up some well, yeah, stuff. because they're doing stuff illegally. Uh, I mean, we have no room to talk, so. <laughs> we all forgot about that. It's just right. about how how Scott Frost's presser only lasted five minutes and seven seconds. <laughs> right, right. Um, I think if, uh, even if LSU loses early, they're still going to be in the top 25, which is very possible. But I think if they... Go on a winning streak to start the season. They're gonna, you know, get boosted up towards the top ten again, because SEC and bullshit with that. So I'd say when it comes to the the Cyhawk Trophy game this year, mm-hmm. I think at that point Iowa might have a chance to jump Iowa State. <laughs> I don't think uh, they're gonna beat Iowa State. So. It'll be interesting to when we get to that one, but I think that's the possibility to see there. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, ravish in the glory of calling that now. So <laughs> if you, I know you can't tell because this is a podcast, but I just rolled my eyes at Spencer, and I know one other person who listens to this podcast will probably be rolling his eyes at Spencer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So are we good on the preseason top twenty-five then? Yeah. Yeah, okay. so there's, we'll see a lot of shakeup as the season goes along. So, all right. So uh, the preseason All America teams were released. Um, first off, for the first team offense, you got Spencer Rattler, the QB from Oklahoma. Uh, running backs, you got Brees Hall and uh, beat from to Iowa State Dijon Robinson from Texas. It's Bijan, not Dijon, but I said Bijan or Dijon. Um, for tackles, you got Some Evan Neal. Mustard on it, yeah. Tackles, you got Evan Neal um, from Alabama, Kenyon Green, Texas A&M. Guards, Kane Madden, Notre Dame, Zion Johnson, Boston College. Center, Tyler Linderbaum, Linderboo-boo-boo-boo, uh, Iowa. Tight end, Charlie Kohler, Iowa State. Wide receivers, Chris Olave, Ohio State, and Justin Ross, Clemson. All-purpose player is Kyron Williams, Notre Dame. Uh, kicker, Cade York from LSU. Defense, for your ends, you got Kayvon uh, Thibodeau from Oregon. De- DeMarvin Leal from Texas A&M. Tackles, Haskell Garrett, uh, Super Senior, Ohio State. Brian Brees, Clemson. Linebackers, Will Anderson Jr., Alabama. Nick Bonita, Benote. Bonito, Oklahoma. Bonito. Mike Rose, uh, Iowa State. Who? Cornerbacks. Mike who? Rose. Who? Mike Rose. Mike Rose. Um, cornerbacks, Derek Singleton Jr., LSU. Ahmad Gardner, Cincinnati. Safeties, Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame. Brandon Joseph, Notre Dame. Or, sorry, Northwestern. Punter. Wow. <laughs> Punter, Jake Camarda, Georgia. It was just so surprising seeing a Northwestern player on there. Um, I mean, with the others, the much secondary they had to respect last year, it it does a little bit, but not entirely surprising. So their secondary was good. So. Uh, second team, uh, I'm not going to go school names. I'm just going to go na- uh, names. Well, it's because you don't want to say a certain school name. So oh, <laughs> Quarterback, Sam Howell. Running backs, uh, Isaiah Spiller. They only, that's weird. They only had one running back listed. For second team. <laughs> well, the um, other one's John Cena. Can't see yeah, it. John Cena can't <laughs> see it. Uh, tackles Thayer Munford, Ohio State. Darian Kennard. Um, guards Jamare Salier and Emil Ikior. Jesus. Uh, center Jarrett Patterson. Tight end Jalen. <laughs> huh? Not the running back from Buffalo. No. <laughs> Tight end Jalen Wittermeyer, wide receivers Garrett Wilson, John Mechie the third, all-purpose player Jerrion Early, kicker Anders Carlson, defensive ends Aiden Hutchinson, George Karlaftis, 
Kachuk. <sighs> Jordan Davis, Dante Stills, Devin Lloyd, Christian Harris, Mitch Micah McFadden. There you go. Uh, Kair Elam, Tioan Mullen, Jalen Catalan, uh, Jaquan Brisker, and Lou Headley is the punter for mm-hmm. uh, second team. Oh, that was. Uh, there's a decent amount of uh, Big Ten defensive guys in there. Yeah. Um, had two on the first team, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we had uh, we had five on the first team. For defense? Yeah, Nebraska had five on the first team. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Good Lord. Um, and then they had one, two. Three, four, and five on the second team. So there's seven defensive players make all American teams out of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So that's Big Ten's gonna. That shows the Big Ten's probably gonna be a good conference this year. So yeah, totally. Because you know the all American teams just prove that. This just so. in: breaking news on the podcast. Marvel okay. Studios has announced the official teaser trailers for Spider-Man. They have, a, they have released it? Yeah, after it got leaked, they just released it. They were talking about releasing it over the uh, sometime between mm-hmm. yesterday and tomorrow, or these next, uh, last couple days. So mm-hmm. finally got around to it. So the uh, post-credit credit scenes for Shang-Chi also got released too. Yeah. <laughs> Not um, the actual like footage, but like a description of it. So. Yeah, and then also... Uh, Real Talk Big Ten finally released the big t- uh, the COVID protocols, which is very impressive. It's before the actual game. I know. So that's good. Um, basically, that's... how it boils down is if a team cannot play due to COVID, um, that team is forfeit, uh, has a forfeit, um, which counts as a loss. Um, but if both teams cannot play due to COVID, it's a no contest. So unlike the ACC, where if it's both teams, they both get a loss. Um which is crazy, but yeah. So we're looking at you, Wisconsin and Michigan, right? I don't, the ACC rule is kind of dumb. Like I get it, but yeah, both teams have problems. How do you give both a loss? Just call it good and or and move on with it. So yeah, I don't um, know. But the Big Ten is is kind of lined up with a lot of the other conferences, though. I'm pretty sure. For once. I know. So hopefully we uh, can keep that trend going in that in that same direction, but we'll see. I know. So, um, yeah, the Heisman favorite I'm, I heard a lot from people is that Kyron Williams from Notre Dame. He's a re- running back for them, and he he does uh, quite a bit of things. I think he's I don't know if he does kick and punt. I think he does this punt return. Mm. I think, um, and then he will uh, catch balls out of the backfield and everything. So. Um, you know, the Iowa State. Iowa State just, champs. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, they're, uh, is this going to lead to disappointment? They're going to have so much hype. That's the thing. Um, going to falter. <laughs> yeah, I did see Kyle today at uh, Hy-Vee. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Kyle. Uh, I was like, you know, now you guys are seventh. Now people know, like, you got to keep it going. Like, you just can't believe in my lifetime I've ever seen Iowa State preseason number seventh, right? Like, right. I, I know. And then all of a sudden, when that happens, the conference starts going to car shit. So, yeah, There's no idea um, what the hell's gonna be in the next couple of years yeah. at this point. So, so speaking of that, uh, that moves us to the next yeah. part of our podcast, which is going to go over. The big, uh, the, the big t- 10 little, or big, sorry, big eight little two conference. Um, uh, the little two's Oklahoma and Texas. Um, the big eight? Yep. Big eight. Uh, so, uh, a lot to digest here. Um, is this the year Oklahoma finally does something in the college football playoff? Um, I mean, just the Big 12 in general, like even, it doesn't even it doesn't have to be Oklahoma because even if they falter, does does Iowa State do something? Mm-hmm. Does Texas do something? Like I just think Texas is overhyped again, like usual. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree, but you know they're gonna 
They're going to keep that until at some point it finally goes away and then people finally look at about the same level as Nebraska at this point. So <laughs> Iowa State has had four straight win, eight win seasons. That's pretty crazy. Huh. Uh, I guess we no, can just say went seven and six last year. Is that including the bowl game? Mm. Two years ago, they went seven and six. Yeah, 2019. But that's, but that's not including the bowl game. Mm. Sure. Oh, wait, maybe it wasn't four in a row. Never mind, I lied. I mean, it's close. It's, it's close. I mean, it's four I guess, or more straight well, winning seasons. Phil Steele has it in here that from 1979 to 2016, which is 37 years, Iowa yeah. State had one eight-win season. But Matt Campbell has now four since he – Yeah, the seven-win included the bowl game and everything. So, um, yeah, since 2017, they've had a winning season every year. So five straight – or four Average straight years. Iowa State. Yeah. Right. Okay. Tell, so, you can here's my uh, <laughs> yeah. Here's Sorry. here's my Big Twelve uh, rankings. Um, this is, I mean, the number one is going to be a little bit of a surprise. Uh, it's going to be Kansas. Um, I think Lance Leopold is going to shock a lot of people, and uh, I think he's going to, you know, turn Kansas into a football school. <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face, um, but. <laughs> How much uh, did you smoke or drink or both before this podcast, sir? All of it. All of it <laughs> Apparently. You're uh, drinking way too much Jayhawk Kool-Aid right now. So, so number one, uh, I think Iowa State wins it. I hope. Oh, my uh, God. But I do not think they make the playoff. I mean, uh, when are you just going to announce that you're secretly an Iowa State fan and Nebraska you don't care about? Uh, well, I mean, it's good to see, you know, the little brother do do good every so often. <laughs> sorry. I don't know if we can make that comment right now until we have a winning season. I'm sorry. Hey, to be fair, Nebraska has a winning streak over Iowa State. Because we the beat them time? the last time we played. <laughs> When's the last time we played? <laughs> 2010. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and we won in overtime. Oh, my. oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that now. Yeah. Gross. Just gross. Um, what about uh, what about the Mountaineers or the Red Raiders, you know? No. Uh, number one's Iowa State. Two, Oklahoma. Three is TCU. Four, Oklahoma State. Uh, five, West Virginia. Six is Texas. Texas Tech. Um uh, is seventh. No, let's go Kansas State seventh. Um, Texas Tech eight. Baylor nine. Kansas ten. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'm gonna put Oklahoma at the top. I think, okay. but I think Spencer Rattler is probably gonna win the Heisman this year. To be honest, he can't because Nebraska's gonna derail it. So. Oh my god. <laughs> Even if uh, Nebraska beats them, they can still win the Heisman. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, they have to. They have to. Nebraska. Knock season. Nebraska will have three games played by the time they play Oklahoma. Oklahoma will have two, so we have an advantage. Yep. Yep. Totally. <laughs> totally. So, um, when do they play each other? That's that's the question. Oklahoma and Iowa State. Uh oh. I am. There we go. I was like, I'm buffering for a minute. Okay. Uh, ooh. So on the week before uh, Thanksgiving, they play uh, Iowa State. So that game will probably decide the conference. I don't doubt. Um. But yeah, I'll put I'll put Iowa State too. I'll, gi- I'll mm-hmm. give some respect, but just because um, there's nobody else. Really quick. <laughs> so, apparently, uh, this is from at dsally24 on Twitter. For those mm-hmm. who missed it, South Carolina promoted a graduate assistant coach to the active roster 10 days ago. 
and he's now probably going to start the season at Q at QB to start the season opener. <laughs> Are they that desperate for a quarterback right now? And, yeah, what and this is hell? this is in response to somebody's preview for South Carolina fans. Put one of those orange Home Depot buckets on your head and have a friend kick it as hard as they can until their foot hurts or you're knocked out. <laughs> what the hell, man? Okay, it's already started, even though it's. You know, we thought, I thought we were past some of that, but okay. It's going to be the story of uh, the you know college football season. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, it would be better if they just pulled the you know kid out of the stands or out the street. <laughs> hey, come play quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's where Nebraska was with Kicker a couple years ago. That's true. But that's Kicker. I'm talking playing quarterback, man. They come in, they're going to win the Heisman if they do that. Yeah. It's the best way to do it. So, um, yeah, I go Oklahoma, Iowa State. um, I'll probably go Oklahoma State third. I think they're going to be. I'll be up there again, so. Um, surprise. Surprise team, I could do West Virginia. Like, mm-hmm. they just go on a run. Maybe they pull it out somehow, so. Um, no, that's, you know, long shot in my eyes, but I think they, I think they had a lot of guys returning and they might have the best chance to pull a couple upsets, so. They take a lot of work, but I, get, I mean, who's who's your potential like surprise team that could come out of nowhere? Uh, either Oklahoma State or West Virginia, I think. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, I don't know if like I can see Oklahoma doing it, Oklahoma State doing it. I just mm-hmm. they're going to be towards the top anyway, so mm-hmm. I think it'd be a little less of a surprise to some people. But that's, uh, why do they play, uh, when's Oklahoma play? Oklahoma's, oh, they play a week after. Should be the last oh. game, right? Yep. Yep. That's a. Battle for Bedlam. Yeah. Oklahoma's got some, uh, they're gonna have some pressure, especially if they stay undefeated all the way through the season. Um, to try to keep that spot to get into the playoff, so. You know. If Iowa State's undefeated, you know, has one loss, whatever, they're going to have, you know, still a ton to play for, so that's going to make that a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish that, like, kind of wish the Iowa State game was that, like, a neutral spot. For Oklahoma? Yeah. Well, it will be when they play in the Big 12 championship. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm talking about that. It'll be, uh... It'll be eleven and one Oklahoma versus uh uh Let what? your fandom out. Let your fandom out. Nine and or no. Eight eight and no. I gotta do the math. So uh, seven and five? Seven and six? <laughs> no. It'll be uh, eleven and one Oklahoma versus uh eight, Iowa State. <laughs> nine nine and three Iowa State. Uh, I think if they're yeah. nine and three, I think they they've lost to somebody else in the conference, and they'll be a third. No, I, yeah, they're I think Northern Iowa this year. Oh my god! <laughs> no, well you, but they lose. To, okay, Northern Iowa. If you have them at three losses, who else do they lose to? Okay, I'm kidding. They don't lose to Iowa State or Northern Iowa. Um, here's where I could see it. Uh, I got them losing to. Kansas State and the Oklahoma regular season game. And then uh, I don't know who the third loss will be, but I just don't see a Big 12 team making the playoff this year. And because Oklahoma's loss will be to Nebraska, and when Iowa State beats them again, uh, Spencer is audibly shaking his head at me. Um, Mm -hmm. And when Iowa State beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game, Big 12's eliminated from the playoff. I mean, I unless somebody goes undefeated, I think they're going to be eliminated regardless. Because, uh, I, I mean, they're obviously not going to have two undefeated teams in the conference title game. And 
I don't I don't think there's gonna be room for a one loss Big Twelve Big Twelve champion. Because mm-hmm. besides Iowa or uh, Oklahoma, like any other loss by Iowa State, it's it's you know m- maybe Iowa or Texas, mm-hmm. but it, I don't you know I don't think I don't think it's gonna be enough to keep them high in the, high enough in the rankings. So yeah, I just. It's uh, Big Twelve team has to go undefeated to get into the playoff. That's the mm. only way. So, this is it's the same story every single year. <laughs> so, all right. Well, you want to get away from this? Well, I guess the the last little topic of uh, what happens to the Big Twelve if we lose Oklahoma, Texas? What happens to the Big Twelve? <laughs> One little tidbit for it. <laughs> Iowa State goes to the Big Ten. Same with Kansas. Kansas or Kansas State? Kansas. Kansas. Strictly for basketball. Well, yeah. And to give Nebraska an easy one every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the totally funny part about it is Kansas will be put into Ohio State's division to make their schedule easier. <laughs> I mean, you may roll. You may roll. Got to put that. Dude, imagine the – if that actually happens, just imagine the – because I, I, Nebraska, Iowa, and Iowa State in the same division, mm-hmm. not let alone the same conference. That's just, the fandom between the three team fan base is going to be ridiculous. So. See, the thing is, though, I miss playing Michigan State every year. I like Those are some pretty good games. Um, yeah. It's just – it's it, – it's, yeah. It's it's a good game and stuff. It's just not the same. Like if you're gonna pick one, would you rather be Michigan State or Michigan? You're probably gonna pick Michigan. Wait, because, say that again. Like it, it just it, the the game with Michigan State doesn't have the same ploy as even like a game with like Michigan every year or you know let's say we played Iowa State every year or something like that. It's, it's not gonna have the same ploy. You know, yeah. Michigan State's a, a solid game. It's a, a good conference game, but it's not. There's no rivalry there. There's no, there. You know, there's no fandom. Like Michigan State fans are just in the essentially the state of Michigan. Like, you know, you have you had a couple of them outside of it for basketball, but you know, it's it's a basketball school. Oh, we so. do need to go over the black shirts too. They handed those out today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. So, um, I mean, do you think the Big Twelve survives, or do you think no. it you know, crumbles into pieces and I everyone think scatters up and everybody dies? <laughs> <laughs> Death to all. Um, I can see Kansas State and I'm trying to think of maybe an. Hell, maybe uh, TCU going to like the Pac-12 randomly, or Oklahoma State. Yeah. I know, but there's not much choice because yeah. I mean they're not. They're, they're, I mean, I doubt they're going to go SEC. Yeah. They're not going to the Big Ten. Uh, West Virginia probably goes back to the ACC. I think I think the Big Twelve or the Big Ten should just take over everybody. Just just have it like a. Third div conf- or third division <laughs> teams that nobody wanted. <laughs> the conference of misfit toys. <laughs> yeah, division of misfit toys. Yes. Separate. Yeah, division of misfit toys and Iowa State. <laughs> no, there's no misfit toys. Come on now. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, let's. Yeah. We'll be done with that. We'll see what happens as the season progresses and. Any other news that comes out of that whole shakedown? So, all right. So let's go ahead and move on to uh, the Big Ten, um, the most important conference out there. Um, Hooray! So we'll go ahead and go over the East first. Um, I mean, I assume our number one team is going to be pretty easy for both of us. Uh, I mean, duh. Duh. No, it's Rutgers. What are you talking about? Oh my God! Stop it. I mean, I do think Shiano's going to get them in the top four in the East, though, this year. Um, so for my East, I got Ohio State. Um, I do think it's going to be Indiana. 
second, Penn State third, Rutgers fourth, Maryland fifth, and I have Michigan sixth, finishing above Michigan State. Did you have Michigan all the bottom? Yep. I think Harbaugh gets let go this year. <sighs> I think Penn State's overrated. I really I do. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ohio State's – it would be surprising if Ohio State doesn't. But I think Indiana's going to have a, a chance when their game comes up to still be in the lead because uh, they play, play halfway through the season. So that could be a, a game of undefeated teams. Um, so it would be interesting to watch how that one spans out. So, I mean, it's – it's not impossible to see. I mean, Indiana's going to have a good defense, um, have experience at quarterback. So it'd be a hell of an upset. It'd be fun to watch. I think a lot of people would enjoy seeing it, minus Ohio State fans. So, But have something different out of that division after God knows how many years. So, oh. um What'd you put Maryland in that one? On which one? What'd you like? What'd you pick Maryland? Oh, like fifth, seventh, fifth. Yeah, above Michigan. Okay. Um, I still think like between them and Rutgers, they're going to be towards the bottom though. Um, I think. That's gross. Rutgers will make a little noise and stuff, but I, I think Michigan's gonna have a, an okay season, like, 500, a little above, and Jim mm-hmm. Harbaugh stays in his position, too. Okay. Like, it's, just, he's, you know, Michigan's a guy, so he's gonna, I mean, unless he bombs out with a, you know, 2 and 10 season. Which is possible. It, it's very possible, but unless he does that, I don't think he's gonna get fired, so. Um, is your surprise team Rutgers then out of that division? Yes, sir. But I do think I just don't think they're there yet for anything else yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I can't pick them to win it either, but I th- I think they can surprise and maybe get top three. Yeah. They could get ahead of Penn State even. Mm-hmm. It'd be tough, but um I mean it it would I think it'd be more surprising if both Michigan and Michigan State are at the bottom, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they play is that second to last week when they play? Mm-hmm. I think No, it's when do the Oh they play uh, oh they play on Halloween this year. Michigan, Michigan oh. State. So okay. that'd be crazy. Not bad, not bad, uh, not bad. Okay. I was like, is it the big house? But no, it's at, um, it's at Michigan State, sadly. So imagine the big house against Michigan State on Halloween. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the other division? Um, Nebraska's winning it. No, uh, I think they could. Um, mm-hmm. But here's who I got. I have uh, Wisconsin. Minnesota? What? Shut up. (laughs) Wisconsin, Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Northwestern, Illinois, Purdue. Um, Purdue? But I do think Nebraska beats Iowa this year. Um, But... I do think Jeff Brom is getting on the very, 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 very hot seat. Yeah. Um, it could be a, the Iowa game could decide the division two, depending on how things span out with Wisconsin. So, um, I mean, Wisconsin is going to be tough in the trenches. They're going to run the crap out of the ball. They do it every year and it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, we don't play them until the end of the season, too. Okay. Um, 
I don't even know, like, I will say if, with how things are lined, I mean, Northwestern's gonna be, they're gonna have a good defense, they're gonna have some close games, but. Are they gonna have a good defense? Cause they're breaking in a new defensive coordinator. Like, that's where I struggle at. It could, it could hurt, but talent does do a lot, and they have a lot of talent on the defensive end. Like, they had, they had a good secondary last year, and they have a couple guys back from that, that's gonna help. Um, not just with the talent, but with the experience and helping kind of lead. Um, and their offense is still going to be questionable, mm-hmm. like it is, you know, every every single year. So, plus it's um, what the what's Northwestern's head coach name? Draw a blank. Mm-hmm. Who Northwestern? Yeah, Pat Fitzgerald. Yeah, and he's a. I mean, I know they're doing a new defensive system, but he's a defensive heavy guy. Like he's going to make sure that the defense is tip top shape regardless. So, um, it's just a question of how much, you know, they can put up. So I would put them, um, I guess, I mean, they'll probably be in the top, top three or four of the division as well. Like I think mm-hmm. it's between us, them, Iowa and Wisconsin. For to win the big, big uh, East. Big yeah. West. Yeah. Um, Minnesota, like, I mean, they're going to be led by their running back. They're going to have a lot of question marks elsewhere. Um, you know, they don't have uh, receivers or anything like that that are coming back. They'll probably have some guys that will make plays, but it's all going to fall on Ibrahim's shoulders. And depending on how he feels after last year when he ran it, you know, what, 350 times or something. Something stupid. So, well, I am very looking forward to what Nebraska. I almost said Westside this year. Westside <laughs> for Nebraska this year is all signs are pointing to a possibly run-heavy offense. Mm-hmm. Ethan Piper today was asked about um, what kind of offense they're looking at, and he says, "You know, uh, get the ball downhill, uh, four to five yards of play." and then use the play-action pass, which would help with the wide receivers we have because they're very tall. And then Frost, which I'm assuming it looked a little bit tongue-in-cheek, like he was doing it like with a little bit of snark, but he said <laughs> somebody asked, will Nebraska be behind or under center? And he goes, all the time. <laughs> so <laughs> like, I think we might see a little bit more uh, run-heavy. I mean, he does run a lot already, but I think it could even be more this year and uh, use some play action to hit the ball downfield. Um, because, I mean, you got we've, we've got the talent now with the height um, mm-hmm. and possible speed. So, I don't know. All I know is Saturday can't get here fast enough. <laughs> true, true. Um, and your homeboy will be at the game uh, yes. this weekend. Yes. I don't know. We... If we want to do run heavy, our defense has to show up. That's the key for that. Because if our defense isn't there and we're giving up, you know, 30 some points a game, we have to throw the ball regardless. And Scott Frost is going to jump into that if he needs to. But if our defense shows up, we slow guys down, we can hold teams to around 20 points, you know, I, we're going to be right there and we can run the offense that I think he does want to run with you know, more more handoffs, more options, read options, um, which would help Adrian in the long run too. So, because um, he hasn't had the best offensive line, no. the offensive line this year could be very good, which I think could be well, very. Uh, good. Uh, we said that last year. I, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but we said we it last year. We say it every year. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's going to be question marks there. Um, question marks. Yeah. As, Base. Probably. That's usual. That's typical. So, um, I mean, the receivers, their size, their speed. Um, like we've seen athletic guys out there before, you know, uh, JD Spielman's and um, um, one one well, hail. Yeah. Um, they've been kind of shorter. You know, they've been fast guys. Probably you know more. Leaning towards like a slot guy in the NFL, 
or, you know, move them around the field like they did with Wandale a little bit. But now we have, I would say, more of, like, legit actual, like, outside receivers. I don't, I don't know if we've had that set up in a while with that many receivers that have that have some good hype, you know, there's some decently rated recruits. So that could help with some of the outside game, which can open up the run game. And in the turn, I think it's going to help the offensive line somewhat too. Because it was we, – we didn't have an outside game last year. There was no outside pass, and we couldn't really get the ball down the field very well. And people could stack the box. And regardless of how good your offensive line is, it's it's hard to, to block that. You know, it could get seven guys in the box and keep them in the box. You know, it's 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 going to be tough to block, and they start rushing and everything else. So we, we got – yeah. And just, just on the outside in general. Like we just we didn't have it last year. Like we had Omar Manning out on the field here and there, you know. And that um, who's the other receiver that we got? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, there's a big one. No, there's another big guy on the outside. Um, oh shoot. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Oliver Martin. Is that it? I thought Wyatt, there was some Wyatt Lewer, uh Levi Falk. Uh, I think. Wait, was it a tight end? Because no, because Omar Manning so. didn't play a lot because he had you know, mental issues, I think too. Um, it was Wandale. Oh, Cade Warner. Yes, yeah, he was on, uh, yeah. another one that um, could do something. There was. Uh, I thought we had a we had a good freshman come in too that could maybe uh, make some noise as well. So. Um, your bets as well. There we go. There we go. That's that was the other one. Got, no, on the on the uh, jump or not on what do you call that? It was the push pass, I guess you could call it. Oh yep, yep. On the, but you, let's see. But you put you got him out there with some some more exposure. You got him with Omar. You got with Omar Manning out there that if he can live up to the talent, you got those two on the outside. Mm-hmm. If they could play like people think they can. Which is very, very possible. And you obviously have some other guys out there, um, that could maybe make some noise. Um, but if, if they can, you know, they can pull it up and you mix in that tight end down the middle, like, mm-hmm. like there's, a, there's a chance to, to really, you know, make some moves on the offensive line. That's gonna, it, that's gonna help them in tremendously. It boils down to being able to get time for, yeah. uh, Martinez. Yeah, and they can just that, and they just we got to have defenses that they have to respect the outside and the downfield pass. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. Even if you know his percentage downfield is a little crappy, you know, fifty percent or you know whatever you know a mediocre per- completion percentage is for you know twenty twenty yard passes and whatnot. If we're doing it and feeling okay to do it. You know we're gonna see better better things, but if if it goes back to what it was last year, I, we're gonna see the same results. So. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. But let's hope for something big and a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so with that, um, we'll just go ahead and go over quickly the uh, black shirts that were handed out. There was twelve: uh, Deontay Williams, uh, Markel Dismuke, Cam Taylor Britt, Ben Stilley. Ty Robinson, Damian J- Daniels, DeAndre Thomas, Nick Heinrich, Luke Reimer, JoJo Doman, Caleb Tanner, and Garrett Nelson. JoJo! So 12 individuals received it, um, so that's good for them. Um, yeah. Next up is the wonderful, the pick you've been all been waiting for, the Nebraska in Illinois pick. Nebraska is favored oh, by please. seven. Oh, nice. We will do we'll do two picks here. One is just the straight up. The second will be whether or not it's a cover. So, I'm which team you pick? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, I'll get it started. I got Nebraska, and I think they do win handily. Um, I think it's a um, fourteen to twenty-one point win. You even have champagne? Mm-hmm. Because screw Brett Bielema. He's like a <laughs> fat, lard-looking piece of poop. He's your boy. 
It's your boy. No. Um, who's it? Is it still, uh, was it Peters? Brandon Peters? Brandon Illinois? Peters, yeah, I think it was yeah. just announced the nope. starter. I said, I thought he was back with that, so. Um, I mean, that's gonna, that's gonna help Illinois, regardless of who's around it. That experience at quarterback alone is tremendous, especially for a team like that, so. Um, See. I don't recognize much else though from the from the roster, so um <sighs> like I'm I hate playing in Champagne. I really do, because it's a team that we should win and we always play like shit. Uh-huh. Always play like shit in Champagne. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is. Makes no freaking sense. But, um, if it does help, Nebraska's won two of the last three games they've played, and Illinois lost three straight, so. <laughs> Nebraska's won the last two times they played in Champaign. <sighs> Which surprised me when I saw that. I couldn't believe that. Was, well, I'm, I mean, the really, the only bad one was the Mike Riley gaffe, where we literally should have won that game, but. Illinois went down the field and scored. Uh, well, we barely won um, two years ago in Champaign. We won 42-38. We had to score a touchdown late in the game. Yeah, that was because we also had a bunch of turnovers that day, too. Yeah, so we played like, like we shit. Were, I was even <laughs> that game. Yeah. yeah, I don't think a lot of people were expecting how that game, how it turned out. So, um, I feel like... It's going to be a good game to get Nebraska's feet with, get, get the offense going. I think Scott Frost is going to try out some things. It may hinder us a little bit, but I, I think it's will win, but it's going to be another four-point, three-point game, mm-hmm. to be honest. There's going to be a nail-biter throughout. So I just – it's it's tough to see that right now. I, just, yeah. I mean, we – and – I think Nebraska knows they got to win the game. You know, Illinois is just kind of there. They're just like, we're going to play as best we can and try to pull out the win. But at Nebraska's, they got the mindset they got to win with yeah. this one. So, but yeah, so I have Nebraska, but not cut right on this one. Okay. Well, anyway, we'll put some breakers in this week. Yeah. Uh, you said they do cover. No. No, don't cover. Okay. No, I said right, so, like a, like a three-year, four-point game. So, so um, we will. I mean, that's going to be it for today. Um, we will be back next week, and we'll go over the official week one. We will have more games to go over um, next year, next week, not next year. But right. we will talk to you, all wonderful people, at the same damn time, in the same damn state. Wait, in the, at the same damn time, in the same damn place, in the same damn state. Go Big Red, screw Illinois. Peace.